doesn't matter what comes, just goes better with life. With rock juice fresh and full of life. Nothing gets to you. Staying fresh, staying cool. With rock juice fresh and full of life. Fresh goes better. Rock juice freshness. Fresh goes better with rock juice fresh and full of life. Rock juice by Rocky Ridge Brewing Company. 3rd of March, Southwest Beer Fest. Be there. Sucks, beer sucks, sucks, beer. <laughs> 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 what up, uh... Tim here, uh, to the left is my man Brendan. Hey guys, I don't know why I do this, but... <laughs> <laughs> but you do it every fortnight with us. Yeah, yeah. Except it's been like, what, four weeks since we've done the last one? <laughs> oh, maybe a little bit, but that's alright. No. And we also have to my left... Oh, that's me. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> hey guys, what's going on? Uh, it's Adam. Yes. Hi. Oh, hey. What's going on? Oh, you know, just having a bit of a jape, I guess. Oh, a little jape. Does that work in context, Tim? No, not no? really. I mean, uh, or do you need to be playing a pinball game while you say it for it to be effective? Wearing a bowler hat. Uh, a or don't own a bowler a hat. Don't don't own a trilby either. <laughs> like, I don't. I don't own a bowler <laughs> hat. People, I own many. <laughs> of all people sitting at this table that don't know what a fucking trilby is, the pinball wizard doesn't. I know what it is. A trilby. Yeah. I didn't say anything about that. Oh. And it's not I true. don't own one, is what I said. Oh. But my point is... He has a shop yet. that he hires them from weekly. <laughs> <laughs> i got to keep my trilbies yeah. fresh, man. <laughs> uh, you know, I can't just be walking around in, in not fresh trilbies. Just trilling everyone on the way past. <laughs> It'd be way creepier than that. Absolutely. Hey. No, I can't even, I can't even get, get in that mindset yet. Uh, but yeah, you may have all heard I'm uh, pretty much the greatest at pinball for well, about, much, the number you two were for about for six about hours. five hours. Yeah. <laughs> wow! And the birthday boy, Mister JB Number Two from Happy the Dutch Trading Co, Happy has birthday. dethroned you. Dethroned me by like a considerable amount. Really? Yeah. How does that make you feel, Tim? Um. Pretty shit. Cause well, I should say, uh, you pretend to be a pinball wizard, but we've played three times and I've beaten you all three times. So, <laughs> and <laughs> To be fair, on, on, I just on, catch you on off days. Yeah, On three different machines. Yeah, it was on three different when machines. When you have a grand chance, wow. come, come hit me up. So you beat him on three different pinball machines that he's played on before and no, he's no, never no, I played them ever. No. I assume he's played all of them, yes. I hadn't <laughs> played on any of them before. <laughs> um, but I'm not going to lie, I did sink like $14 into the pinball machine, which is like seven seven games. You know, you're That's a good little That's session. To $14 be, you're never getting back. I'm well aware of that. I Man, I, I bought a Malbec from you and smashed it on Valentine's Day. That was like $30 Malbec. Well, you dropped it. Yeah. Yeah. Smashing it sounds super aggressive. It just sounds well, like, like you sat in the car. I was like, fuck you, Malbec! <laughs> sounds like you just sat in the car and domed it yourself. You're like, fucking hey, Valentine's Day. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. What else? So <laughs> what I, else? I just spent $600 on homage today and I feel like a piece of shit. Did you say fromage or homage? Uh, if I spent $600 on cheese, <laughs> I would look like a piece of shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of cheese in front there of us. There is a lot of cheese in front of us. Um, mm. What the fuck is homage? Uh, Dre Fontanen's limited release. Oh, right. Yeah. So I spent a little bit of money today and I don't feel good about myself. But when a box rocks up at my door, I'll feel a little bit better. So how many bottles are in that box? Six. Twelve. Oh, twelve. That's well, all right. That, that's yeah, really reasonable. It's it's really quite reasonable. So does that include postage? Yeah, postage was nearly more than the beers themselves. <laughs> of course, it was. Yeah, yeah, I'd spent nearly four hundred euro. Same so. can be said for any beers getting shipped from the US or the yeah. Europe. Wherever. My goodness. The Euro. See, unlike you, I've probably saved $600 this week because I haven't had a beer. 
all week. Really. Which has been super frustrating. For who? Yeah. For I'm, me. when I Because when I'm grumpy as shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I invited you out last night to have a beer and, and I was play like, pitbull. Can't do it, like, oh, nah. What? what you, Wait. You we, oh, we were talking. I was on my way home. It was like 5 30. I'm that guy. You were probably at work. You're at my fucking house. I'm that guy. You were yeah. at work. <laughs> so? Hey, it's not like we actually had a mandate, you fucks. Common courtesy. We do need a float again, by the way. Yeah. yeah. I went on my own. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Not as fun. <laughs> oh, it's it's pretty fun. Anyway, let's uh, get into some beer shit because you guys <laughs> are going to a fancy mandate. It is a mandate. Uh, baby Mammoth tonight. No, no, no. Hold my hand. Hold it. Uh, Rocky Ridge Brewing Co. is... I'm just going to keep talking while you guys touch each other. Rocky Ridge is releasing their collaboration beer they did with Baby Mammoth, uh, Inglorious Chutney. Yes. The probably world first chutney beer, I guess. I've never heard of anybody putting chutney in a beer. I've I've never heard of it. I've never wanted to. (laughs) I tell you what. (laughs) I don't think I'd actually ever eaten chutney until possibly about two years ago, and I'm 31. No way, man. Chutney's the yeah. best. Yeah, chutney's delicious. Is it a really? South African thing, though? Is that where the ideas come from? I have no idea. We'll, we'll tell you. Yeah, we'll please you find, out. find out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I spent a long time of my, of my years not eating specific foods because I was just a complete weirdo. So chutney was one of them. Well, I you mean, just decided you didn't like it? Oh, no. As a kid, I just never, I, you know, saw something was like, yuck. Well, I, I mean, that kid. every kid did that. You just then I know, you grow get clipped, out of it. You get clipped around the ear and then you eat it. Well, and you normally grow out of it before you turn 29. Yeah. Yeah. Well and truly before <laughs> I, uh I actually forced myself to get over coriander. I fucking dry reached when I'd have coriander. I was in the middle of a Thai restaurant. And I was like, this is maybe 1920. And I was like. This fucking sucks. Yeah. Uh, wait. I'm not going to puke in front of everyone. There, there's, there's a Thai restaurant in Perth back in 1920. <laughs> and how fucking old are you? Uh, <laughs> 10? Yeah. Uh, I uh, think there's actually a genetic predisposition towards not liking coriander, though. Because you my taste dad, soap. My grandma. No, it literally just fucking make me dry reach. Yeah, I did not like it either. I used to call it pooiander because it's <laughs> shit. Um, <laughs> I also... Don't mind it now in very small amounts. And Vietnamese food was also the reason for me finding it acceptable. Well, no, it was Thai food that I hated oh. it in. But then I just started eating it by the bunch because it was about the time I was getting like real deep into craft beers. If I can get into like all oh, these sorts of whacked out flavors, why can't I get my head around coriander? You're that guy at the shop who's like, I just need to go try and find a whole bunch of coriander so I can sit in the car and eat it. And they're like, please leave me alone, sir. I'm, I'm, I only work here. I mean, I, I could be that guy. <laughs> I want to know how many scenarios there have been where there's ate, been that oh, guy. Oh, there's always. You've worked in retail. You know those guys. And you are one of them, apparently. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm the coriander bunch eating dude. Yeah. In my everyone's, car. Everyone's got their own label. Yeah. You've got that. Oh, no. I won't get into that on here. <laughs> I want you to. No. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, we'll leave that the fuck alone. And we'll jump straight into some beer shit. Beer shit. That was really succinct. I think that's our best one yet. It was nice. I had a good flow to it. Um, I guess the first thing that we can talk about is uh, Southwest Craft Beer Fest is happening uh, two weekends from now. I actually yeah. don't know the date of that. I'd put I, it around the 11th. The Let second, me tell second, you guys, second. it is on the one day of the year that I can call my birthday. March 3rd. It well, is there you go. We were both wrong. Yeah, you're both date. wrong. Of course, oh, I know it. I should know because that. Because I'm, I'm actually being sent there for work and I've been given specific instructions to not get drunk. On, on your birthday. birthday. I would hear that as on, get very drunk. On the release of a collab beer that you involved beer with. that I am involved with called Rock Juice. It's a 9.5% unfiltered double IPA. Probably going to have my fair share of sippies that day. But you're not allowed to get drunk, Adam. What are you going to do? Get shit-faced. Oh, no. I will, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's yeah, it's going to be fun. <clears throat> uh, Southwest Craft Beer Fest this year is in its fifth, fifth year, I sixth? believe. 
so I'm going to say fifth sure. or sixth. So it's actually moved this year because it was over at the Old Broadwater Farm in Bustleton last year, which is an absolute bang on venue. But due to the uh, the popularity of that place as a wedding venue, they've had to cancel that from there this year, and they've moved it on to Three Oceans, Three, so Oceans. Three Oceans Winery, <laughs> which was I'm a little bit of, surprising. It was one of the original locations, actually. Okay, well, I, I was going to say I find it a little bit surprising they couldn't find a brewery to host it at, considering it's in the southwest region. But yeah. Uh, if that was one of the original locations, that makes sense. But going back to one of those original years, I'm surprised they couldn't find a brewery to host it at that year. Still, oh, maybe they just wanted like a common ground where no one had the upper hand. Yeah, because if you held it at a brewery, surely you'd just be like, "Yeah, no, no, I have that space. Also, my bar's going to be open." Yeah, yeah so yeah, why they they could do that and rotate it year by year and be fucking sick. Mm. Mm. I ain't gonna drive down to Albany for the Southwest Craft Beer Fest. Well, yeah, okay, that's fair because their definition of <laughs> Southwest breweries um, is quite large. Very. It starts in Mandra, I believe, and goes down to Albany. <coughs> I'm not sure even sure we could classify Mandra as like a Southwest destination nowadays. Well, like, it's definitely not. It's Peel. I remember. I remember going on holidays down south as a kid <laughs> <Peel>. to Mandra. <laughs> It's the Peel region. It's the Peel it region. Don't. Don't. That's what it fucking is. <laughs> anyway, some yeah, sick yeah. breweries going to be there. Um, 20 plus local breweries, more than 100 beers. Breweries dropping limited release beers. Yeah, so Eagle Bay is doing one. Um, I know I was speaking to the uh, assistant brewer the other day. Uh, that was doing it. Um, it's we've a also got hazy wheat that's dry hopped with citra. And oh, sick! So like an American wheat, mandarina kinda. Bavaria. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. I think Ooh, it's delicious. like a a cr- a clash between like the Nipa and um yeah a Nipa and a, a wheat. I think yeah, that's what I've sort of understood. Yeah. Okay. Sounds well, delicious. Things a little lighter on the palate. Um, as well as, so Rocky Ridge is going to be dropping their collaboration as well. So is this the Rock Juice? Or Rock is Juice, yep. The Rock Juice that's Rock Juice in collaboration with Cape Sellers and Celebrations Carlisle? Yep. As well as... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. So Cheeky Monkey will be dropping uh, Imperial Monk will make a comeback from last year. Are you fucking serious? I yep. can't get drunk that day. Uh, and that's been released you've on that already, day. You're definitely going to. Yeah, you've said that you're going to. The only way it could get any worse from here is if you said that there was like some sort of version of rum and raisin coming out again. No. I, I would have to wear an adult <laughs> nappy. <laughs> oh, my God. How often do you have to wear an adult nappy then? Occasionally. Oh, look. We've all been there. <laughs> I mean, I haven't. Oh, well. Yeah, you've been on long stints on the pinball machine, Tim, not wanting to give up. <laughs> no. No. Not uh, enough to, to soil myself. Oh, you're lying to me. Hey, I've soiled myself plenty without an adult nappy. Yeah. Um, anyway. but it should be sick anyway. So there's breweries have teamed up with uh, some food vendors as well. Um, so Bootleg Breweries teamed up with Paul's Big Pizza Oven or Paul's Big Oven Pizza. Um, Rocky Ridge has teamed up with Burnt and Smoking Co. So they did a dinner. Out at the end of the Bustle and Jetty the other week, um, which would have been fantastic to go to. I wish I could have been there. Called Smoke on the Water. Um, the guys at Burnt End Smoking Co. do really good food. Um, as many people know, I love my American barbecue. So Would never have known. Nah. No. Um, and Kawara Muppet teamed up with Margaret River Yakitori. So some cool food options, some really good beer. It should be a pretty sick festival. What the hell is Yakitori? I don't know. I'm just trying to hype up the fucking festival. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Japanese. That's about all I do know. Yeah. Oh, man. That'll be sick. Plus, um, are we allowed to talk about the other? Yeah, absolutely. We'll, yep. we'll be doing um, uh, our project IPA. We've actually got two other beers. It's that Black we'll Brewing have. Co. Yeah. We've got two other beers that we'll also have there that'll be on a rotational thing as well. Uh, so a Frambois and... Um, Ooh. Yeah, and our it's part of our Saison project number three, so a bit bigger than our normal Saison 5.7, um, and the citrus component in this is Yuzu. Um, so this is, and then we've actually screwed away 200 litres in a, um, 
I, I can't really go too too much no. further into that. But that's going to form a pretty heavy basis in later part of the year. Yeah. So you guys have pretty much just signed a fucking death warrant for me. Absolutely. Between you two Hope so. and Hammer, I am going to be dead. Well, yeah. it's hard not to when there's that many good beers there. Um, it's pretty epic. Plus, um, the one thing that's also not going to be there, it apparently is a lot of shade. So, the one awesome. thing that people are going to be looking for is if you're out there and you are going to be like myself, wanting to try everything there, make sure you're staying hydrated because without that lack of shade, it's going to be pretty rough on and everyone. And slip, slop and slap. Yeah, dude. It, um, uh, last year it rained, but yeah, don't but. let that get, get you down because it was still a really great festival. Like, as far as festivals go... Uh, I may sometimes be a bit dark on some festivals, but this one is super fun to work and I've been as a punter multiple times. It's super fun to fucking go to. It's also a really good value. So $35 for a ticket. You get um, a beer glass included and four tasting tokens. Uh, It's pretty sick. It's really good. I I can't recommend it enough and uh, definitely get down. Tickets, if they haven't already sold out, which I'd be surprised if they... If they haven't, but if they haven't, definitely get on and nab yourself a couple because it's a fucking awesome weekend. Awesome. Staying with local news just for a little bit, we've got a couple of new opening breweries happening, which is fucking exciting. Blaster Brewing is finally going to open their doors after seeing what, you know, it feels like a long time, but man, they have crushed out um, an incredible job in a really short amount of time. Yeah. Um, I believe they've got some soft openings happening really soon. I think their website says their official opening is the 1st of March. It is the Friday. very 1st of March. Yep. So that is the Thursday night. So that's down in Burswood, right near Optus Stadium. Um, it's definitely going to be one of my drinking horts after going and watching the Eagles absolutely yeah. crush it this coming year. Oh, yeah. Uh, and looking forward to it, man. They've done some really good beers. Their grapefruit IPA was sensational. Um, they're f- massively successful. Oh, yeah. Hugely successful. Way. Yeah. So by the looks of things, they're going to be having that. Uh, they do have a lager on the cards, as well as having uh, their wheat beer, as well as a cheeky imperial stout made with maple syrup. What? Oh, I love maple stouts, man. That's, yeah. I mean, what? obviously I do. <laughs> so actually, with to be enough, fair, how many maple stouts have you ever had? Couple actually. Clips. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. The Mountie. Well, I was going to point out the uh, what ma- I had a maple and hazelnut something the other week. Oh, Jackie O's. Yep. Oh, yep. So yeah, that and this is just going back a few weeks. So and also, if you the, want to extrapolate that data out, I've the bourbon had like a thousand, the bourbon <laughs> barrel aged uh, maple syrup. Oh yeah, I guess that kind of counts. I believe that counts. Yeah, because yeah, you'd have ha- you would have eaten that with a spoon and then drank a beer at the same I didn't, time. I you t- made Negronis with it. Well, old fashions. I that's why I had sorry, to save sorry. it. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So uh, delicious. Getting, yeah, getting back on topic, I was uh, I popped out to Blaster sorry, Coffee at on last Sunday. So the, their front of house coffee shops open at the moment, so you can pop in for a quick bagel and a coffee. How was the coffee? Because I know you're a coffee nerd. Yeah, the coffee was actually pretty good. Sick. So, yeah. Uh, the problem was I went in for a coffee and then ended up having a beer straight away. <laughs> and what time was this? I hadn't had any food and it was like quarter to 11 in the morning. So <laughs> they have a license to serve beer that early? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Well, the uh, venue's not open yet. The venue's this was not open. A so beer between in, friends. Yeah. So, yeah, had Quality. a quick tour of the place and the venue is pretty decent in size, mate. It is like... Capacity is about 350 people. That's so they've got a really fucking like, huge. Pretty being, big. On the, being on the corner block, they've got a little alfresco out on the corner as well on um, Goodwood Parade. So, like, and then you've got this wicked bar set up. And then at the back of that, you've got the brewery and this, and the, this massive cool room. So, you know, all things going well. This place is going to be absolutely pumping on Thursday night. It's going to be oh, man. on game days, being that be close up to stadium. Yeah. Um, They've installed 40 hectoliter tanks, so they're going to have enough beer to supply those footy crowds. I'm really looking forward to it. You're going to you're going to need that on yeah. those on those footy days. You're going to need that. 350 heads is massive, and for those who don't know, it's located in Burswood, uh, in a in a semi-industrial area which hasn't really yep. gone through any level it's of like at the back of the old Hamburger Hill area. Yeah, yeah. So really really close to where the new stadium is um and it will be great for the for the local area for some as you know my favorite word gentrification you know 
reinvigorating a pretty shitty area. Yeah, it'll be <laughs> sick. And then along those same lines, super close to Optus Stadium. Even closer. The Camfield. Yes, I was actually going to call it the Camden. The Camden Lucky town. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which days. times their capacity by 10, and that's how much you'll have at so, the Camfield. 172 or 175 taps? 175. Oh Over 10 beers. Over 10 beers. Which, I mean, uh, the kind of beers our listeners will generally get excited about. Um, I mean, they've got no. some some decent standard fare on there. But I think what we can potentially get excited about is the breweries. So, yes. Bevies. I don't like the name particularly, but... Uh, yeah. But, look, it's being, it's being um, headed up by, is it... Andy. Andy, Andy which is one of the ex... Little, yeah, little Creatures, creatures Brewers. Yeah. So you know he's going to brew a fucking quality product. Exactly. So, you know, with that microbrewery on site, they do have a, a, lager. a lager as well as a, like a session ale at the moment as well. Yeah. Session slash pale ale, I'm assuming. Yep. I th- they've called it that, prize ale. Yeah, prize I don't, I don't yep. know what the fuck that means. As well as uh, they also will be having a rotating seasonal tap as well. So, And that's what fingers, gets me excited. Fingers crossed for a maple syrup infused imperial Baltic porter. <laughs> <laughs> Something along those lines. Which would not be good on game days, but... That would be amazing whatever. on game days. Uh, but they are Australia's largest uh, licensed brewery. So that's at three and a half thousand heads. Three and a half thousand heads. Yeah, that's epic. Um, right, you know, right at the Literally front door of the stadium. Mm. Connected um, to it. You can't go in there with with uh, bevy beers, but connected to it, right there. Look, it's it's exciting. Like I said, I don't get excited about the the standard tap list, but they've set it up to be able to handle huge volumes. Exactly. Um, had yeah. a look at the food menu. There's definitely some food on there. Um, the share plates great. on there looked actually, depending on the size, obviously, but the pricing on those looked, looked pretty decent. Like pretty decent. I saw well, there was so. a lobster brioche roll kind of thing that sounded really good. So. All super exciting. I didn't see that. That sounds absolutely sensational. Yeah, I'm out. So, uh, what? No, that doesn't sound good. It sounds amazing. Um, <laughs> no, fuck. Oh, man. You're going to a degustation tonight where there's going to be all sorts of amazing food. That sounds like, amazing. Can I have a mac and cheese sandwich, please? No, 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 no. no mustard. It hurts my palate. Uh, it's this English mustard. Ah, <laughs> uh, Lobster brioche roll. Come on, guys. It's just putting lobster in the place of something that should have something better in there. That's what I don't like about placing lobster in shit. I don't even know what to do with you. Um, one thing that has popped up about the Camfield um, <laughs> was a bit of what uh, we thought was a discrepancy in their pricing structure. Um, they're going oh. to be serving uh, middies, pints, and growlers. And That's the growlers scooters. are more expensive than the pints per milliliter. You're going to talk about this? Yeah. Oh, okay. We're not shitting on them. It's just weird that their growlers are more expensive per volume than the pints. Mm. Um, they are. They're a dollar more per pint in the growler. <laughs> <laughs> so if you get, you don't quite get four pints out of the growler, but if yep. you were to, it's three, at 1.33. It's at 1.9 yeah. litres, which is also sitting at around just under $50 for a 1.9 litre pour for their lager. Hey, but if you're with a group of mates, 1.9 litre growler, fantastic. Oh, my You've God. You've only got to go up there, get the one growler. I can definitely understand why they've done so it. So you're actually allowed to drink the growler on site? Well, that's I think that's what it's for. Yeah. Oh, really? You it's can't not take it away. Takeaway. Oh, well, if that's the case and that $49 is for on-premise, then that's fine. Holy it's, shit. It's not, it's not ridiculous. It's just the fact that it's cheaper it's to buy pints. It's a little bit of a disparity between pints. It is. It definitely is. But could you imagine the amount of people buying 1.9 litres just so they can walk through the crowd with a giant jug? Man, you can carry nearly four pints and not spill a drop. Yeah. Huh? Yep. huh? The only thing that's huh? going to be spilling huh? is teeth after huh? they have three of those. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that new venue opening, um, pretty exciting. Haven't seen anything like that in WA, so I'll definitely be checking it out. Yeah, so it opens up this Friday at 11 a.m. So tomorrow, or if you're listening, today. Or <laughs> whenever I decide to edit this and upload it. Yes. Shit. Could have been could already yesterday. be opened. Yep. Yeah. Whoops. The 23rd. <laughs> Dial that back. All right. Yeah. Okay. Staying with local news, but a little bit different. Um, people may have seen that the liquor reforms... Uh, liquor reform laws, the the laws are being loosened up. I had a bit of a stroke there. Potentially, anyway, it's being put forward to to WA Parliament. So, yeah. Um, so the Premier Mark McGowan has been really driving this, trying to uh, reinvigorate the small bar sector, essentially. Yeah. 
uh, depending on which uh, news article, the Melbourne of the West. Yeah, depending on which news article you read, he wants to keep the hipsters in Perth, which was mentioned about a dozen times. Terrible article, guys. Anyway, yeah, the idea is to try and um, yeah rival Melbourne with our with our laneway small bar culture life. I just find that really poor form calling it that in yeah. general because you know you're just really shoehorning just you know your general consumers into a a real shitty not shitty sub you know subside of uh, of society but you know it's just saying oh you know oh you're just fucking whinging people it exacerbates it exacerbates an, an already you know gray area for for the wider community oh I don't want to be a fucking hipster so I'm not going to go in there yeah. all right mate. Just Fuck seems off. a little bit ridiculous. Anyway, we're focusing on probably the way wrong part of this. Absolutely. Um, I'm sorry. So it's the first time that we've actually had someone in parliament in WA who's actually been for uh, reforming the liquor licensing in a positive spin. So really trying to activate, uh, in particular, focusing on the the smaller spaces, you know, uh, already existing restaurants who don't quite have licenses that um, allow people to drink without food. Mm. Uh, also for restaurants who may have and I don't know if this has been mentioned or not, but they're looking at restaurants who have BYO licenses and, and allowing them to go up to a, a restaurant license. Oh, um, fantastic. So th- there's a lot of positives for that so that you've got a lot of these guys who are out there. And I guess it, for me, the biggest thing is independent business owners. They're the guys out there uh, creating space for new businesses and new business ideas that your large venues or larger corporate-owned venues don't have the foresight to create uh, and that's what I really enjoy about this is that you're going to have hopefully looser licensing that allows people to go out there and create some really cool shit. Yeah, because it doesn't only apply to uh, current bars, it's also about the applications for um, and as anybody who nerds out on this kind of stuff like we do would have seen a few people talking about the the chief of police or, or whoever it is pretty much putting in a, a blanket, blanket rejection to every new uh, liquor application that's put in, um, regardless of where it is, which I think is fucking ridiculous, yep. to be honest. Yeah. I get that they put in rejections for some of them, absolutely, um, but to have what's essentially a copy and paste rejection to every new application completely undermines their authority on the subject. So this it also proposal, means that people are having to spend more money in terms of actually re-lodging these applications. And fighting the it for, exactly. for something they haven't thought about. Fucking so a lot of this was even just for uh, re- uh, re-allowances for just serving alcohol at different times of the day. So I think that was actually Mike at Choo Choo's, Choo Choo's Bar in the City, Brookfield yep. Place, shout out. Um, that was actually him saying like it was just, and the response was, it will be our blanket rejection. Not yep. not even like, hey, it's going to be a no. It's going to be our blanket rejection because no we reject everything. everything. So, the, so one of the good parts about this prefer, uh, proposed reform is um, the CEO of Tourism WA is going to get a say in, in the applications. Um, and not only is the chief executive officer going to get a say, it's going to be an equal equal weight, you know, in terms of the yeah, opinion the that it holds yeah. Yeah. Com- compared to the health and police authorities. So, so to, to say it's going to be beneficial for the tourism aspect for this and, reason. And for yeah, the culture, definitely. for the community. So these things are really going to be considered. And I think that's important in helping to drive uh, responsible drinking. Um, you know, there is a problem with, with binge drinking culture in Australia, but you don't address it and fix it by just... Um, rejecting bar applications and forcing everybody to drink cheap beer at home, uh, I think a good way of influencing it is to create these really cool venues where people want to go, have a couple of beers, have something to eat and hang out with their friends and talk shit. Do you actually think that it's quite possibly the fact that I hate using the term the nanny state, but that is one of the reasons why we have such a problem culture with drinking here because we've had such a a taboo sort of thing on drinking in this country? I have a real... Uh, well, I have a strong belief in where Australia's drinking culture started, which is back when we literally had these really hefty um, imposed laws with prohibition back in like the 40s when you couldn't uh, drink in bars past 6 p.m. So office workers would finish at 5 p.m. And between 5 and 6 was the happy hour. So legitimately, you can see it now in all of your culture beyond there. That's why there's this happy hour. So between 5 and 6 p.m., these office workers would, or any worker would try and get as drunk as possible and try to drink as much as possible in that 5 to 6 
window. Beyond that, like <clears throat> they also used to call that the six o'clock swill. So after that finished, the bar was closed. The bartender would have to go to the front of the bar, wash down the front of the bar because people didn't want to lose their spot at the front of the bar. So they pissed at the front. And if you go to really old... What? Yeah. So if you go to really old bars uh, that haven't updated their decor since like the 60s, you'll see that trough at the front and that's legitimately a piss trough. It, because back in the day, women weren't allowed in bars <laughs> either at that stage. So wow. it was legitimately a piss trough. So I think that back from the 40s, what the because we we're heavily Christian, they were trying to impose the, the alcohol ban to prevent people from getting drunk. All it did was ingrained us to try and drink as much as smashed. fucking possible yep. in the shortest period of time. And I think with craft beers coming into it, we actually learn, fuck, if I drink two 10% Imperial Stouts, I'm going to be fucked up. I'm going to sit on this. I actually think craft enjoy beers. enjoy Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to be paving the way to, to curb that drinking culture away. Which is super exciting. And I think a part of that, you know, also in, in these reforms that can help uh, push that. I mean, it doesn't really apply to beer. But outlets operating under a small bar or, or tavern license can allow patrons um, who have bought a bottle of wine but haven't finished yeah. it, they're allowed to cap it and take it home with them. So if they, you know, buy a bottle of wine, decide they don't want to drink it all, instead of punching it back because they don't want to waste yeah. sixty dollars. No, they're gonna drink it in the car on the way home. <laughs> well, I would hope they're a little bit more responsible than that. Um, no, they can cap it, take it home and finish it at home whenever yeah, they want. You're hundred so. percent right, because that's exactly what, <laughs> what I would do. Yeah. Oh, got to finish this. Yeah, well, so would I, 100%, man, especially if you buy a nice bottle of wine. Mate, yeah, you um, not you're not leave, leaving it. You don't leave like a good bottle of Shardy on the table. No. That's getting destroyed. No, so now, you you know, if these reforms go through, yeah. um, you'll, you'll be able to take home. I think that's fantastic. It's common sense. It's not hurting anyone. I don't really see any fucking downsides to that. So um, I really hope these get through. It's not for all... Like just release, release, release. They're actually imposing slightly stricter licensing for off-premise locations. Yes, that are the the bigger for giant liquor barns. For, for giant liquor barns. So guys who are offering discount liquor for really, really cheap. Mm. Uh, and again, it comes back to that. What I like to think, you know, the independent stores who are paving the way to create trends. But the only thing that wasn't raised in this, which potentially should have been, was the fact that the floor, the floor pricing for uh, like odd bins and all that sort of stuff had not been, you know, put on the table to be raised so that, you know, people can still go out and buy a bottle of wine at bloody $2, which is, you know, a fucking you joke. So um, I'm not sure which department it was, but there was people that are lobbying to try and get the actual floor pricing. So the lowest possible price you can right, sell alcohol right. for raised. Yeah. So, you know, places like Aldi. I was going to say, well, Aldi's probably been the biggest one for that, right? Yeah, you know, Cheap clean skins and all that sort of thing. I'm not against that at all. You're not against the fact that you can buy a 14% bottle of wine at two dollars. No, no, I'm against that. I'm not against them wanting to raise the floor price. Yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. Look, I, I actually am. I, I think you let the market do what it wants. Um, if somebody's fucking doesn't have any money and they want to buy a $14 bottle of wine, they're going to find two dollars or six dollars. Whatever it is, and all that means is they've now got four dollars left to spend on shit that they should be spending it on. Um, you know, but when, yeah. But when these places are being opened up in you know, like low problem, areas, problem areas, yeah, they're going to go somewhere else drinking. anyway. No, that's not. what that's what absolutely what they do. They just go somewhere else and buy it and, and bring it back. And that was the same thing with the dry communities up north. And then instead of being a dry community. Oh, People would drive in with fucking four wheel drives, hundred dollar cases, of and sell hundred dollar cases. Man, like you're not going to stop it. So yeah. I do understand the theory behind it, and and it being well intentioned, but I don't think it really works in the end. But that's just my opinion. I don't know shit. I, so look, I I you know I agree. Way, I do agree. Like if I just agree that I don't I'm know told, shit. Yeah. <laughs> that, that if I'm told everything. I can't get any beers, I can't get anything in. I'm going to do what I can to get it. Yep. It's the same deal. Yeah, and you don't have a problem with drinking, so imagine the people that do. Um, oh, well, debatable. I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> not a two-dollar bottle of wine. I did just want to give a, a quick special mention to a farmer's resilience. Uh, to quite and possibly seven-year yeah. itch. Yeah, Mister Ash Huntington, who the Mister Golden Tonsils. <laughs> yeah. um, so this was a, a beer that he brewed in two thousand and eight. And basically, just left it sitting in barrels for 
seven years, quite literally. Left it in Barrels for seven years, bottled it in November 2015, and we've just cracked it now in 2018. So effectively, we're just drinking a 10-year-old beer. This thing's fucking great. It's beautiful. So delicious. Um, really well balanced. Amazing. I'm so glad that he didn't dump this because he could have. And that's the seven-year itch is... Was he, he's testing it, tasting it, going, this isn't quite right, this isn't quite right. And I suppose that's where we get back to Ash's, not necessarily knowledge, but his, well, his knowledge and his passion for, for his product developing and knowing how his product's going to develop over time. Mm. Um, it's all, or it's not all knowing and wanting to find out and just fucking leaving it and committing to the journey. Yeah. Which is fantastic. So, which, yeah, to be honest, you know, like that, that bottle's worth every cent that you've paid for it, mate, because that is, yeah, it's, it's drinking, fantastic. It's drinking really well. There is, you know, quite light soundness. It's a really beautiful body on there. Carbonation's actually on point. Mm. It's, it's quite, really quite nice. I fucking dug that big time. Now, moving on to some more beer shit, we've actually got a fair bit to, to cover off. Um, Stone launching into their, uh, their intellectual their property lawsuit yeah. against AB Inbev. AB Inbev. Keystone, Keystone. Light. Yep. They absolutely have a lawsuit in my opinion. <laughs> so, yeah, look, a video went out recently. Oh, there was actually a tweet went out recently from Greg Cook. Is it Cook? Coke. Coke. There's Coke, Cock, Cook. Cosh. Greg, Greg K. Uh, Just say Greggy K. Stone Greg. Everyone knows who that Stone is. Stone Greg. Went out and said that, uh, went out with a bit of a cryptic tweet last week saying, it was you know, a it was super fucking vague book post. Yeah, like, exactly. It's like, nobody asked me how I am because yeah. I'm not feeling good. Yeah, like he's a 13-year-old teenager. Yeah, they're like, what's wrong? I don't want to talk about it. Well, <laughs> technically you do. So he's gone out and put out this cryptic tweet and then released a video, I think it was the very next day, saying that he was uh, stone, have um, seen what AB and Bev are doing with Keystone Light in terms of their marketing with their cans and are taking them to court over it. So if you guys haven't seen the video, have a look. See what you think. So... They've got a 440ml pint can of Keystone Light, except all it says when it's going to be faced up in a fridge is Stone, Stone Light. Um, if, you, if you haven't seen it, jump on our Facebook page, Beer Sucks, uh, and it is on our Facebook page. We shared it about a week ago. Uh, it It's crazy. And, you know, quite often craft breweries can make really elaborate claims. That, oh, they've copied this, they've copied that. This, this is just is, straight <laughs> yeah. Stone Light. He's like, and if anybody actually knows our product, you would never gonna see stone light, you know. So that's it's just pretty much a straight jab. I wholeheartedly think it is. And if you look at all of their and and again, it's in the video. If you look at all their marketing, um, it doesn't even mention Keystone in any of their marketing. Like there's a there's a a lady stitching a crochet. It says Stone Sweet Stone. Like it's literally just focusing without the key. They're just focusing on the stone part. So that's all that Stone uh, are trying to do is. Make stone keystone again. Yeah, that's it. Putting that word back into it so there's no confusion. That's all he wants. Mm. He said the lawsuit will end fucking right there. But they haven't done it. They've called it a publicity stunt and they're going to keep doing what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, they're not exactly not one to shy away from publicity stunts. Maybe not to the degree of like Brewdog and shit like that. But Well, maybe he has capitalized on it a little bit, but why wouldn't you? I was going to say, but absolutely in this scenario. (laughs) It's going to come out regardless, whether it comes through him or it comes through fucking, let's face it, ABM, but we're being sued by Stone. There's no way this is the same. You know what I mean? So grab that shit by the balls. Good luck to you, Greg. Yeah, we're, we're all rooting for you here, mate. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, dude. So moving on from there. Look, Brewdog's confirmed that their Australian place of residence is going to be in Queensland. The winner is Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> Easy, Sep. That didn't, was awesome. Didn't was that Sep that did that? Didn't he get done? I don't know. The what winner you're talking is Thidney. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Was that about. Sep Bladder? And now he's like <laughs> just been done for like shonky. I don't know who Sepp is. Not yet. Sepp Blatter was the he was the head of the International Olympic Committee who got done for like fraud not long back. <laughs> uh, he is I, not a winner. I nearly <laughs> looked that up straight away, but now's not the time. No. I'm going to look that no, up later. No, we'll talk though. about that later. So, um, Brewdog, 50 hectolitre brew house and canning facility, tap room and restaurant overlooking Brisbane River. That's hectic. Will they be serving products there as well? Pardon? I mean, <laughs> they'll probably make a Brewdog copy of it. 
Yeah. They'll make an IPA using uh, what, what's the hops? I would have to guess Pride or Ringwood, but I don't know. Poor brother. <laughs> P-O-R. Or Pride of Ringwood. Or an ISO extract of <laughs> fucking some shit. Uh, whatever. I'm pretty certain it's like to be one honest, hop. Uh, it's going to be used in that. Yeah. Yeah, give it as much shit as possible, but the beer itself is clean as a fucking whistle. So that's what uh, that was what was used for our Cicerone exam when we sat up, Brandon. Because it has no flavor of any sort. Nothing. Let's use <laughs> let's use it as a base. Yeah, you guys should just use soda water. You could fart near it and smell it in the in the actual glass. <laughs> <laughs> Not even joking. You did that. Yeah. Um, Strange guy. But thirty million dollar brewery to create one hundred and fifty jobs in the area. That's a plus. That's awesome. Um, yeah. The controversy surrounding this is quite large so there's a number of things obviously the the scene in queensland is really fucking growing growing like massive popping off now. burgeoning absolutely like places bur- like green beacon ether brewing as well black hops black hops bolter mate it's- like i mean it you really have got some really fucking great guys and i'm sure that we haven't mentioned some amazing dudes uh it's like going ballistic so they had 17 breweries open uh i think in the last six months or the last 12 months in, in Queensland. Wow. Uh, mm. So f- the controversy that surrounds this, other than having probably one of the most largest known craft beer producers in the world, is that they actually received the government grant. Yeah. The government grant in total was $65 million and that was towards uh, Advanced Queensland Industry Application Fund. Uh, so basically, it was there to enhance Queensland. It was a $65 million grant for a lot of things. They received a portion of it. I haven't been able to find the actual exact number on it. Yeah. So it would be purely speculation, but I could imagine it would be... It would have to be significant. A substantial be amount large, because yeah. it was... If you read Brewdog's uh, scriptures, they're all saying, oh, we knew it was the right place from the get-go. Just so happened to be sweet mother fat. We got a grant from them. Yeah. <laughs> is that money I can smell? Yep. Yeah. No, you guys are the one. So it is quite tough. So you've got places like Green Beacon. I'm pretty sure it's Green Beacon who are like out in Tenerife. So it's actually really not far from the Brewdog site itself. It's just on the other side of the river from memory. So, you know, it's only like a 20-minute drive. So You're looking at me to confirm that. I've got no idea. No, you're looking Neither. at me blankly. Yeah, yeah, okay, good. I remember looking this up the other day because I was like, I need to make sure I remember this for the podcast. And here I am not remembering. Just failing, basically. Look, it, it is a bit of controversy um, having what is a large corporate brewery, essentially, uh, let's be real, move into your neighborhood. Um, but receiving money from the government, uh, I don't. I actually don't know how I feel about that personally. If you look at it from an economic standpoint, I think the government's going to receive, going to see a really good return on their investment with that. It's undeniable they're going to be employing people, creating a lot of good beer. I mean, that's not one thing anybody's ever accused Brewdog of is is creating subpar beer, um, and they're going to be selling a lot of it. Fresh Punk IPA, I'm sure, is going to be fucking delicious. Um, Mate, getting fresh hops over here in WA from Queensland is going to be absolutely fantastic. Yeah. The one thing I do say, you know, because there's potentially going to be a lot of butt hurt when the beers are being made here and the pricing's really similar. Look, excise. If you don't understand it, don't get shitty about it. But the beers are most likely going to end up being quite possibly around the same price. Well, they're going to have to. Yeah. They'll, they'll be similar. They'll be marginally cheaper, I would expect. Yeah. I'd just be much more happier getting a product that's been brewed in Queensland and sent over here at the same price, fresh as a fucking daisy. Well, especially if it's employing locals over in Brisbane as well. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to not drink it. Also a potential for perhaps a a golden boy from WA to maybe move back to Australia. So fingers crossed for an old friend of ours to Uh be moving back. You reckon? Yeah. Maybe. So we'll leave that. We'll leave all this hearsay for later on. Just for later. Hmm. Anyway, in more controversy, I guess we could say, um, there's been some more grants awarded to people that, you know, do they need it, <laughs> I guess is the way of putting it. So Pirate Life received $2 million from the uh, Adelaide government. 
Um, and they said, you know, the funding was to help pay for the initial building works, enabling Pirate Life to fast track the hospitality aspect of the venue, uh, making the assumption that without that grant, they wouldn't have focused on the hospitality side of the venue and therefore not employed as many hospital staff. Oh, man, man. I don't know. That's a bitter pill to swallow. <laughs> Look, even if you forget the fact that, you know. They were just bought out and now have dick loads of money. Yeah, so forget that part. Uh, nah, I can't forget that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's, a, it's a pretty crazy, crazy concept. If you go back, the applications are well before AB InBev yep. purchased them. Yep. However, do those, they do they still need it? But those talks would have happened at the same time. Yes. And then coupled with that, uh, do they still need it? And this has come out what two, three months after um, the sale. The sale as well. So yep. yeah, there could have been a little bit more intervention from the government. Or, go. or to be fair, they could have just stepped back and said, "We don't need this money now." And I feel like this money should go to other local breweries to help them thrive, which, you know, some money has gone to Big Shed, so another Adelaide brewery, which is really sick. So we shouldn't be too salty about it, anybody that's listening. Uh, however, Big Shed received $50,000 compared to $2 million that went to Pirate Life. Um, they also got a $1 million discounted loan, though, which is really going to help those guys. Um, and they're doing some sick stuff now. Uh, I haven't had a chance to try it yet, but the Golden Stout Time Vodka is getting yeah. really good reviews. Um, and I've I've had a lot of really good Big Shed beers, man. California Cater, when that was coming over, Super oh. Fresh was delicious. That was oh. amazing. Sorry. I just had a complete brain fart just then. Uh, I don't know if I'm actually allowed to say it, but there's apparently another producer out in Adelaide who has won the right to be distilling spirits for Mikella. Well, that's sick. Yeah. Who are they? I uh, don't know if I'm allowed to say on air. Why not? Because uh, it's industry goss. Uh, no, not industry goss. He told me himself. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, maybe Fair don't enough. until he says it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wonder who it could be. <laughs> there's only one that springs to mind, but we'll leave it there. Big Shed. Yeah, okay. Cool. Um, but what we think... Yeah, we could be seeing here is a really good standing point for the WA government or even local councils to be putting some of their local funding into activating, i.e. gentrification of spaces, um, hmm. using craft beer as a platform for that. You know, we've also got another notable one where Holgate received, and there was controversy around this mainly because of butthurt, I guess, and Holgate already were quite well established, but they received $1.5 million dollar grant from the Victorian government. They're also out in Woodend as well though. So it's Well, it was exactly right. Yeah. It, it's to it's in to enhance the whole area and that's how it's also been so uh, creating been that sold. satellite city there as well, aren't they? Yeah, well, like, I mean you know, the whole thing was basically around education. It's gonna be called the Brewing Discovery Center and they'll have a brew house showroom. They haven't added as many jobs to it that um, that Brewdog will be bringing to the area no, with their grant, but, you know, they're getting another 15 to 20 heads there and there is accommodation, like you mentioned, you know, they're activating the whole area. So I think in WA, there's at least an, an opportunity there to be lobbying for similar sort of grants, you know. Tourism down in the southwest is heavily influenced by beer and also wine is probably the number one reason why people go down south. Let's yeah. start seeing with that sweet, sweet so, cash. Look, you know, we have we have a lot of wine tourism that's over here as well. It, you know, it really shouldn't be that long before people actually start understanding that beer will be bringing people in as well. I know Tim's done it. I've done it quite a few times, but beer has brought me around the world, and I spent a fucking stupid amounts of money going around trying to chase down, chase down different beers and different places to go to just based on beer. So, you know, it's about time that we. You know, we try and see some of the royalties over here for it as well. And it would be sick if they gave that money to some, you know, up-and-coming guys who have proved that they can make the use of that money, you know, and not to somebody like Little Creatures who doesn't need the fucking money. Yeah, look, so if anybody wants as to give me money, love little you creatures. can email me at adamlesk@gmail.com. <laughs> don't do and that I again. Yeah, happily, don't forget again. I will happily take any grants. <laughs> All right, I'm leaving that one in there. Yeah, yeah boy! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not that we know that Little Creatures has received a grant recently, though. No, no, that's not what I was implying. Uh, right, moving away on. from stuff people can get salty about, um, Helios Brewery is now opened in Brisbane. Um, 
we've got a little personal connection to this one that we want to see it do really well. Obviously, Charlie Hodgson's moved over there, who was the head brewer at Mash Brewing up until fairly recently. Um, a really sick little sounding brewery. It's fully solar powered, which mm. is cool. Mm. Um, and that's about all I know about it. I mean, to be fair, there's probably now a whole bunch of solar powered yeah. breweries. So Rocky Ridge are pretty much off the grid. Well, they, the power, yeah. they are off the grid because it was actually impossible for them to get power there yeah. from Western Power. Well... Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm going to build my own power source. Uh, Eagle Bay, I believe. Uh, Black Brewing Co. Um, you know, they're just the WA guys. I know I know. Nail has, well, Nail, well, the Brew Corp have huge panels up on their roof. It makes a lot of sense because you need a lot of power to brew. But Helios, um, 100% solar powered. Up before in, they even opened. Before they even opened. It's awesome. Ready to go. And I think their first beers have been released this week. Is that right? I'm um, not sure on that, but just touching on their kind of green philosophy, they've also got a solar ther- solar thermal setup. Um, so cold water is heated within um, 90 evacuated tubes mounted on manifolds on the roof. So to like a pool. Yeah, exactly the same. So really cool setup. They're they're really trying to be wow. as green as possible by the sounds of it. Um, yeah, yeah. And he's also the god of the sun. Yep, so that would explain everything. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But look, wish uh, Charlie all the best because, you know, he did great things for MASH um, and to to move up into Queensland wouldn't have been a small decision to make. Um, And and that's the side of brewing that you probably don't see is that there are a finite amount of jobs that, that can only be created um, so often. Exactly. WA government, get into that shit. Help us out. Please. Yeah. Please. Look, I think that's about it for this week. These boys have got to get off to go and have an epic dinner. Hmm. I've got to get home. Better not be no lobster brioche. That's all I'm saying. I hope the whole dinner is based around lobster. Oh, I, okay. And I'm okay with that. I'm just saying, don't try and make something fancy by adding lobster into it. It's like what? lobster and lettuce and a brioche roll. Like, fucking delicious. Eat the fucking sandwich, Tim. No. <laughs> no. Try harder. Try harder. Try harder. Yep. Pate in it. Yeah, you're okay. Yeah, now yeah. you're talking. Right. Yeah. On a bed of hair. Uh, <laughs> Horse hair? I was going to say, whose hair? Mine. <laughs> no. Yeah, nipple no. hair. Ooh, the eyelashes. Right. I mean, you did just shave your chest today. You, you probably could get about 40 sandwiches worth of nipple hair out of <laughs> <I> No. <laughs> That's just, the eyelashes around those bad boys are just too much. <laughs> and on that nipple hair expose. Thanks for listening again, guys. Um, please like us, rate us on iTunes. We still don't know why. I don't think we're ever going to bother looking into it. Um, <laughs> don't. If you say that too loud, the ghost of Steve Jobs is going to come and haunt me in my sleep. <laughs> you should have been eating quinoa like me. <laughs> he did. He did. Uh, thanks. All right, dudes. All right. Catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace.